Welcome to the Deadlights Podcast. I'm your host, Sam. And I am your host, Leslie, bringing you your weekly dose of horror, everybody. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Whack your body. Whack your body. Whack your body. (laughs) And this movie that we just watched was definitely all about rocking your body. And whacking. And whacking your body. Ooh. And what did we just watch? X from 2022, written and directed by Ty West. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. And boy, were they. Boy, were they. Well, I think that uh, we should probably just get into into the can. How this is actually made, because I think that that the a big part of even though it is referencing a lot of horror movies that we really like that they do really well, we see a lot of shots that mirror, uh, especially Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's this shot of them in the van all together traveling to the rural place to the to the farm and then especially when they're standing in the doorways of the farmhouse very much mirroring texas chainsaw and the landscape in general too we have a lot of landscaping landscape shots that really are giving this sense of these people don't belong here they're 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 out of their world and they're in this very strange world Mm -hmm. but then ty west does an interesting thing where he's bringing like you kind of already started to mention new editing techniques to the this classic style that we're used to and one of those things the one of the first things that we notice is this like flashing back and forth transition going from a scene to another very scene whiplash very yeah. whiplashy it's um i i because this is the second time i've seen this so i was expecting that i was warned um you were warned. but so I was it wasn't as jarring for me, but for sure that first time that happened, I was like, what? yeah, it's Whoa. supposed to be this kind of like effect of like you know you're blinking, very disorienting, going back and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, between yeah. uh, memories or information mm-hmm. to us, and that's what I yeah. kind of as the movie went on and as it did it more and more, it to me kind of became about this blending. Of Mm -hmm. worlds going on. Because as we got into this movie more and more, it started off as kind of our classic slasher movie, but it becomes more and more about older generations blending with newer generations, Um, people's ideas blending with other people's ideas Mm -hmm. about sex, especially. Queer, straight, black, white. (laughs) It's all disco. And then literally blending sex and violence together and um there's a lot of just blending and um disorienting blurred lines going on through this movie through the themes and now literally through the filmmaking mm-hmm. so it was i i thought it was a cool choice it is a choice for sure and he makes a couple very interesting filmic choice 
that one to me, when I saw it this time, it kind of worked for me. Yeah. I thought it kind of worked, um, but it's definitely How jarring. How about the side swipes? What do you think of this? Side The side swipes, mm-hmm. I liked because it kind of, those were kind of, again, more homages to older filmmaking. Those kind of 70s kind of hokey side wipes for sure reminded me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that the one scene that I want to mention in the can that is a definitely highlighting editing is the scene where we're in the cabin and we're singing the song. We're doing side swipes and we're seeing two scenes happening at once. We have the group of the filmmakers singing the song and then we have Pearl putting makeup on, getting ready, doing her creepy Pearl thing. The transformation. The transformation. That was when I was like, this is a little too far. I don't know if that worked for me. Yeah. Um, definitely made me laugh and definitely made me leave the room and go pee. Um, it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And maybe perhaps it's meant to serve as that, to invoke an emotion in which, you know, like, you're going to give us a fucking, like, song in the, in the middle of a horror film, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do it this cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all supposed to highlight our villain, you know, our our monster to uh, just kind of, like, be a... Uh, what was the word I want to use? Um, she's like prepping herself. Yeah, she's like, like preparing. A, like she's waking up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she saw them doing what she's always dreamt about, you know. Fucking. Just, you know, being young again. Because mm-hmm. her husband can't please her, and I don't think... Perhaps she ever was. He ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, my yeah. my question is like, h- how was he okay doing those things for her, or was he always like that with her? You know, like both of them just crazy murderous. Yeah, yeah. It kind of seemed like to me that he was always that devoted to her, because he has a moment where he said you were. From the moment I saw you, you were the most beautiful girl I ever saw. Tell me I'm special. Of course you are. I felt that way since the first moment we met. And even now, I'll do anything for you. And it's clear that he will do anything for He's murdering people for her. He's hiding bodies for her. He's you know, keeping some sex slave downstairs for her. So he is clearly devoted to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seems like that had always been the case, though. You know, like he'd always been 
that devoted. At least that was the sense that I got. And I'm not seeing Pearl, so I don't know any of. I know. I'm I trying only... not to like talk about. I guess we can't talk about it. We can't because this is X, this not is X. Pearl. Yep, we can't. Yeah, because I've never seen it, so I don't know any of the the backstory. I can only take what I get from X, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because all we get, all the information that we get about Pearl and Harold is the information that the characters get in this movie. We're very much along for the ride in, with them. We're in the van with them as they pull mm-hmm. up. We are learning about how crazy these people actually are through their eyes, too. So I'm okay with not knowing. I'm okay with not seeing Pearl because I don't need to know all that backstory to enjoy it mm-hmm. and understand what's going on um, thematically, too. Um, and real quickly to go back to the song scene. Oh, right. Um, it does, I think, go back to this idea again of them playing with worlds blending Mm. those filmic choices, the cinematic choices, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. I can understand where they're coming from and why he's making that choice, which I appreciate because I don't really like when filmmakers make a choice just to make it look cool. Mm. Um, Unless it does look really cool. Um, (laughs) But it makes sense along with the film. It's not just this absolutely different scene that makes... He's he's trying to say something with it. Yeah. Now does it work for me beyond that? It kind of takes me out of it a little bit. I, yeah. And we don't have to take horror movies seriously, but it just seemed a little out of place. Just a little out of place. (laughs) Just the song in the middle. Um, But... Besides that, I, I really enjoyed how this movie was shot. Very pretty colors and um, tableaus. And I love how it even opens up with that fake out four by three frame inside the barn. Mm-hmm. And then we zoom in like and it that. actually turns into the 16 by nine widescreen format. Very creative. And he was clearly just playing around. He was he was really just going for it. So you, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, as soon as we saw there was a guitar someone was playing it it was Kid Cudi I was so expecting I was like of course we're gonna have the actual actor who's an artist Mm -hmm. be the one to sing and he wasn't and that instantly took me out I entered no being like okay now we're gonna have a song and then it was absolutely Britney Snow singing a song that is more modern than that is it landslide? Like did... landslide? I I'm not sure what you. It that. might be a remake of a remake of a remake. I don't know, Continue. but I mean, I just yeah. Um, I'm also we- very weird when it comes to music. People singing mm. in films that are not musicals. Mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of musicals for that reason is that like secondhand embarrassment kind of where I'm just like, if I'm not going to go see an artist sing, then I don't want it. So it took me out completely because it was so cheesy. Mm-hmm. And so. I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I think that they did the best that they could in, 
like explaining away mm-hmm. why that is happening, you know, but it did seem a little forced. It Something like that does inherently always seem forced. I want to say perhaps if it wasn't moving, side swiping and doing the down the middle of Britney Spears, Britney, Spears. <laughs> Britney Snow yeah. and Pearl at the same time, perhaps it mm-hmm. wouldn't have been that cheesy. But I mean, they were playing around and that is what's really cool that, you know, they tried something absolutely new that I've never sure. seen in a fucking horror f- movie. Yeah, that is fair. That yeah. is fair. Yep. Very the true. acting was great. I liked mm-hmm. it. I liked the script as well. Um, I always find it really fascinating when a movie is about a movie um, and it's just like whole meta kind of mm-hmm. conversations going on that you can see or, you know, wonder, oh, did you have a conversation with somebody about how to make a film? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know your opinions about when uh, scrim writers decide to do something like that, have the conversation be about conversations. Yeah, well, of- and I think this movie was... We do see it a good amount of times in horror, like in, not only in this movie, but also I think a scream a lot, too, because that movie is about kids who love horror movies and they're talking about horror movies in a horror movie. And we're talking about uh, making so a porno. We're, we're talking about making a dirty movie in a dirty movie mm-hmm. in this movie. Movie, movie. <laughs> um, no, Which but I th- movie are you talking about? But I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. There's, there's this level of self awareness that this movie has that I think is really fun. Well, that's because I'm not treating it like pornography, but it's cinema, and that's what these other adult films are lacking. I just don't understand why you're doing all this. Because it is possible to make a good, dirty movie. And it's about high time we cut to the chase and we give the people what they want to see. What do you say? Finally. And there were so many times where it was like very tongue in cheek where after that scene that they're playing the song, that's when his girlfriend that he brought along says that she wants to be in the movie. I want to do a scene in the movie. What? Well, I'm young, and if we really are making a good, dirty movie, I don't want to just carry the equipment. I want to be in it. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense. We've already shot half of it. Story can't just suddenly change midway through. And then the next scene is when the killing starts. So mm-hmm. we have these like very like tongue-in-cheek moments. I love it. I love it. I yeah. think it's super fun, and it's it's not so so in your face that. It's like, okay, I see what they're doing. But it's still there enough where I think it's funny. Um, Yeah, and I like that. I like the conversation, you know, we got to have with, you know, the other two girls are the stars of the movies. They're the ones having the sex and stuff like that. And um, we have our other girl character. Well, young. Er, Then the old lady. Um, but like, um, either she was gonna stay in her beliefs and not 
you know, give in or be flexible um, with any sort of openness. And um, and I guess like with the boyfriend, the director being like, damn it, like I wanted w- at least one of them to be a nice girl and not have to be doing those scenes. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't our main girl, Mm-mm. you know? So we couldn't have had her be the one standing by her values. Mm-hmm. And um, and yet and she gave in. Yeah. And, and the thing is, the old people were not killing because children were having sex. Because that's almost all of the movies, like Halloween and Friday the 13th and... Um, Freddie, mm-hmm. they all kill mostly when kids are awaking their sexuality or they just finished having sex or they're about to have sex. And this whole um, conversation is not about that. It's just that old people can't fuck the way they used to when they were young. Mm-hmm. And young people know that. They're like, I'm going to get to the point when I'm older and not have sex. And they're like, might as well get it in now. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a great it was a great little flip that they did for for this movie that could be on the surface, like a service as a um, very just typical slasher. They just switched. It reminds me of It Follows, which we watched mm-hmm. earlier in the season, because they're taking this idea of sex that is so ingrained in what we think of as the typical slasher format. And they switch it on its head to make it something that we want to be away from completely. Um, it's not something that is enticing for us to watch the movie anymore. It actually becomes part of the horror of it. Um, and I think that this perfectly transitions us into... La meat. La, 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 la medium rare. The meat. Because we're talking about sex for sure. But... That's only, I think, on the surface of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think it's more about regrets and looking back on your life. What what are you – because very much Pearl, the old woman, is seeing all these young, hot people come into her home and reminding her of the life she feels like she she missed out on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what infuriates her. And there's this kind of tie, I think, to, quote-unquote, the American dream. What about you, Maxine? What's your American dream? The group of young people that are making the porno very much are looking at their lives with really bright eyes. You know, everyone is has these aspirations of being a star. I'm the one. I have it. And they want to live fast and they want to get to that success right now. You're a fucking sex symbol. And then we have the older people who are looking back on their lives and thinking, these people have no idea what they're missing out on right now. I wish I had a moment, like a a day of being young again. Um, So, and why don't I have that again? You know, why, why do they deserve to have this youth and the fun when yeah. I know when I know what it's worth. So it's this like play of like what I have versus what I deserve and like 
almost the danger of the American dream kind of because the American dream says that everybody deserves everything. But Pearl is kind of like an evil agent of the American dream where she does think she she deserves everything Mm -hmm. and she's willing to kill to get what she thinks she deserves. Well, the thing is, when she kills, she is empowered and and it's giving her a uh, a sense of pleasure that she's not getting in life uh she is just feeling like she is it's it's a performance every time that she kills is a performance that then fulfills and and scratches that itch mm-hmm. you know um and uh for her to then get held by her husband. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have this itch to kill. And then it's a whole different Bob Park to help someone like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I guess that's that's another part of this too, is we have Pearl who is like this evil agent, but then what is Harold's part of that? You know, because all everything that he's doing is servicing her. So it's not even about him servicing his needs or desires or wants anymore. It's about him making sure she gets hers. Because he can't. He will literally die. He's impotent and he's, yeah, his heart is bad. If he has sex, he's going to, it's going to explode. Fucking die. And... She doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she kind of does because, you know, it sh- there's a scene in which, you know, she tries to excite him and he was like, don't, mm-hmm. I might die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she get she's, you could tell that she is so sexually like, uh. Do you think, okay, now I'm still playing, I'm still playing now with this kind of American dream, evil American dream idea. <laughs> American nightmare. American nightmare. American nightmare. <laughs> of the thinking about him as a representation, Harold, as a representation of a societal pressure to please your spouse mm-hmm. or like always be willing to give everything for your partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he is like the the extreme of that. He's willing to go, he's willing to kill anybody and keep a sex slave in the basement. And um, he's like the most extreme example of someone who is devoted. Mm-hmm. Um, I call that also demented. Mm-hmm. Um, Very toxic relationship. Yeah. Dangerous. And this is the thing where, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be controversial, but like in a relationship, there's this whole saying, and maybe we're rewriting it, giving your whole hundred percent to somebody. Uh, that is not and should not be what you should be doing mm-hmm. because then you get stuff like this. I mean, this is an extreme, yes. but... You're also a person. You have to satisfy your own self. And maybe perhaps Pearl was so dependent on Harold, Harold. Um, to to be able to 
give her what she needs physically. And so then this is what was like, well, um, to keep her around, I'm just going to have a slave mm. for her. A little sex slave. Yep. And look at this. We got a bunch of wow. hot teens coming in. Lots of people that are trying to make it. Mm. Because it seems like maybe they're getting uh, filmmakers and people like this that are trying to make their own movies. And they kind of just took advantage of that, perhaps. Mm-hmm. How long do you think Pearl and Harold have been doing this? Is this their first time? No, it's definitely not their first time because we see obviously the sex slave in the basement and we see a car that is like half sunk in their swamp. So to me, it seems like they've been doing this for a while. Going back to this American Nightmare idea, American Nightmare in the end for Pearl consumes her. I mean, she dies at the end. So reaping what she sowed in the prequel and in this movie, it all ends up coming back to her. And literally she is dies by her own yeah. devices by trying to shoot um, Mia Goth. What's the character's <laughs> name? I can't remember. I can't remember any of their I names. Mia Goth. I just know them by their actual names. That's fine. Try to shoot Mia Goth blows back and actually like breaks, breaks her, her own hip. hip. And kind of dooms herself. So she kind of just sets herself up for failure, I think, in her life. Now, we've also been following this other character, Mia Goth, who is, I think, where Pearl was at one point in her life. She's looking at the American dream in front of her. She's the She thinks she is the one. I will not accept a life I do not deserve. Do you think that she goes on after this and ends up better than Pearl? Or is she doomed to kind of end up exactly how Pearl ended up? Well, this is interesting. She didn't kill anybody. Oh, no, she did. She killed her. She killed Pearl. She killed Pearl. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. No, because although I also tell myself in that in the mirror, um, it's not quite to that extent. Mm-hmm. I want to accomplish my goals. And if I don't get there, it's not like I'm going to murder somebody for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm going to pick up cocaine and start doing it every time that I goddamn want. That, um, that was my indication that she was not on the right path because there was at least three scenes that we saw her doing cocaine, close-ups of her doing cocaine. Lots of it. Lots of it in the middle of the night. Um, She definitely seemed dependent on it. So I was like, okay, this is not... Yes, we see her. The film is presenting her in the light of you have this X factor. And everyone, when we see her have sex, everyone is like hypnotized by her. Even Mm -hmm. the sound girl is hypnotized by her just watching her performance. She does have something. There is something that it makes her special. But it was those reminders of her doing coke throughout the movie that I was like, there's something, there's something there though. You're you're not this like perfect star that you think that you are. And that is why at the end I was like, 
is she going to turn out any better than Pearl is? Because she's got her vices too. Because there's also the, the other side of the coin of that motto, <laughs> you know? Essentially, I will do anything possible to get what I want. And then the other one is the positive one where it's like, I will not let anything hold me back yeah. to accomplish what I need. Mm-hmm. It's, Be- a, it's because, a dangerous little phrase. Because the the other side, the bad one, is I will I will suck anybody's dick. You know, I will kill anybody. I will steal a car. I like and then it starts getting muddied. You start like doing things that are against your beliefs, other people's beliefs. Well, mostly worry about your own beliefs. Um and and then you're just like who are you at that point? You become Pearl. You become someone who's only concerned about yourself and your dream and You'll destroy everybody else. To and get then, your dream. if you don't kill them, they're sucked in, and they're 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 just little robots. Mm-hmm. They don't have their own life anymore, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not nice. You want people to have their fulfill their own dreams. No, yeah, that sounds like a like a sociopath, like like a psychopath mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah, very like people are pawns. Yeah, people are pawns in my dream. So, like the game of chess. You have all these puns. I hope horses. I'm a knight. <laughs> I want to be a knight. Yeah, but you're still working for the queen. That's true. I'm still not in control. The king is not even as powerful as the queen. Uh, true. I mean, this movie definitely made that clear. <laughs> Harold. Harold. All right. So let's get to the cook. The cook. Chicka, chicka. Womp, womp. How they actually presented these ideas. I mean, I think we've, you know, talked a lot about how they've used both the filmmaking and the themes really well together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that they presented a lot of those ideas that we just talked about really well. Um, I I don't really feel like we were really stretching to get any of those ideas because they really- Except for that song. Except for that song. That we just kind of had to work over that. That's it. (laughs) But I think that um, a big part that we didn't get to talk about that much that I'd like to take this time to talk Mm -hmm. about um, is more so of the acting and the characters that we were presented with. Cause it goes, I think it started with the script. Like you already said, the the script is very well written and it makes us care about, I think characters that in other horror movies we wouldn't typically care about. Mm -hmm. Like they all seem like real people. Yeah. Like they all have something going on that's beyond just, hot people going to a cabin to get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even down to like Kid Cudi, like we know he's a soldier. So he has things about how he acts and decisions that he makes based off of his time as a soldier. And we have the, um, what's what's Wednesday's real name? Ortega, right? Jenna. Jenna, Jenna Ortega. Even her, she kind of starts as a background periphery character, but because of you know how she reacts to situations how she acts we learn more about her reality which is a lot different than these other people's reality so all these characters um between how they're written and 
how these actors are actually playing them make me care about these bunch of uh these bunch of porno actors. Oh, bless their soul. Bless their soul. Yeah. They were they made dumb decisions. They they But I cared about them. Yeah. And they all had a reason as to why they were there doing the the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the director who had big dreams of taking an actual movie and and trying to say something with it, trying to modernize and not bring so much shame to sex. And then his girlfriend, who was religious and uh, was a little bit more conservative, um, had her views changed um, and then instantly regretted it when she was locked in a basement and was like, I shouldn't have come here anyway. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. And it's like she was saying fuck you to the girl that inspired her, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and made her change her mind. And, you know, we have Mia's character that makes it at the end because of her sheer, like, unrelentless, I don't know, like, drive drive yeah yeah and she's like, literally driving literally away driving and like yeah you're the unwillingness to accept a life that she mm-hmm. doesn't deserve or death because she was the little girl's picture that that priest was talking about right that's mm-hmm. her dad and yeah there's this like little reveal at the end that all these religious uh, broadcasts that we've been seeing throughout the movie, those are from her dad. Those are her parents. That's the cult that she alludes to escaping at one point in the movie. Oh, it's a cult? It's a religious cult, yeah. Or some sort of religious group. That's what I think she says. Um, oh. And she says she escaped, quote unquote. Um, and yeah, it's just that like little reveal at the end that they're like, we hope she comes back. Which is really funny because they go into that gas station and she's watching it and she has no reaction. Mm-hmm. I would have like, I would have liked to seen, even if you didn't want to reveal it, I think it's cool to keep it, you know, as a revealment at the end. Um, but for her to be a little more just like uncomfortable and give us just a bit of a tease or clue. That's what um, I thought too. Because I, this is the second time watching it. So I knew that reveal about the character. Mm-hmm. And I was in particular paying attention to her in that scene. Because I wanted to see what her reaction was to Nothing. the TV. No. No. It wasn't Nothing. anything. Um, and I like, unlike that the, the, small town girl that works at the gas station is watching the same broadcast that plays um, while everybody's getting murdered. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that kind of like maybe just a tad bit, even just little reactions, something, something to add to that scene. Cause then it doesn't make sense for, I mean, not maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's it just she needed a tiniest what? reaction, just like a tiniest little thing. Why to just have indicate. it? Yeah. Why have it on and and be a re- a revealment of that? Right. Because it could have just been just a broadcast of a priest. Yeah. Just talking. I would have been fine with that. 
Yeah. It didn't need to have that tie. I'm not sure, yeah, why they made that decision. It didn't, it doesn't bother me that much, but yeah, it's like when, when you really start thinking about it, it's kind of just, just like, like eh, add a little bit to a, another layer. Let's mm-hmm. take it even more. Mm-hmm. It works well. Mm-hmm. Let's just see a little bit of a eye kind of, kind of disgust or something towards, because then it makes it, makes it like sex versus religion mm-hmm. just by that action. Mm-hmm. Just that. Absolutely. And we don't have to come back and and talk about bash on religion or whatever. Yes. Because we get that throughout the movie um, without it being too overly. Just inherently. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agree. I think for the most part, besides like those small things, the acting performances are really, really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and the characters are characters that. I didn't expect to care about, but I did care about. Um, and they all have their own little flair. Something that makes them unique, which I think is cool. What do you think of everybody in the house just coming out more? I mean, I guess if everyone in the room has already seen you butt-ass naked and having sex, mm-hmm. eh, why put clothes on when you're going to go to the refrigerator? Yeah, you know. I yeah, mean, don't just don't put anything on. Whatever. Close quarters, and you know maybe you're gonna have to wake up at four a.m. and do a scene real quick for some reason. So you might as well just be ready. Yeah, that's so, true. So yeah, I think they're all comfortable with each other. So super. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta be. They're best friends. My best friend. My best friend. No. Uh, but right, cool. Well, why don't we get to the thrill? The then, thrill, which absolutely. Is, um, what makes it actually scary? Scary. Well, um, I think a big thing that makes this scary. I think we should talk about Pearl. Yeah, our main villain. Um, slow, slow, slow and steady wins wins the race. That is something that you brought up, which is so right. In the beginning of this movie, for honestly, the majority of this movie. It's a pretty slow-paced reveal that she is actually homicidal. Mm-hmm. She, we know she's creepy. We see her in windows. We see her in the back of the woods. We see her on the porch doing creepy waves and stuff. <laughs> um, Come on over and get some lemonade. Yeah, and we know she has some sort of like weird attraction to Mia Goth, but we don't fully understand how dangerous she really is until well into the movie and then we really really understand so the she has the first kill the first Holy kill shit. oh man and so yeah you're right she has that like very slow meek appearing cuz she's but she's yeah. a predator oh yeah well and i i think we should also talk about that for a second is the fact that Mia Goth is playing Pearl mm-hmm. she's playing both not herself. She's playing the character that we don't remember her name. And also the killer old woman, which is really, really cool. The first time I saw this, I didn't realize that until the end. Um, and she's doing a great job of mm-hmm. giving Pearl her own quirks and separating her from the Towards other the end. Towards the end, I mean, she wanted to like get with herself. She wanted to become her. She well, wanted to crawl back into her skin and be her. Ooh. Yeah. It was yeah. even more demented than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
there was like a picture of her and and Harold um on the wall mm-hmm. and it was a spitting image of that girl. Oh, of course, because I think it was Mia Goth. Which is really funny because what it's trying to also say with them looking exactly the same is that they have that look to them which is innocent, but they're not. Mm. So they're even the most dangerous of, you know, the the girls out there trying to make it. Like, they just have it. They will take, they will do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. get it. You know, when when people say like, oh, um, to couples, like, oh, um, how'd you guys know you guys were the, the ones for each other? And you're just like, you just know it. You just like know it. Mm-hmm. It's that, it's that it where you're just like, I don't know what it is, but it is. It is what it is. You got it. I know it. Yeah, in this in this people's case, it's they know that they deserve to have everything. I know it. I know it. I deserve it. I deserve it. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. It's scary. And I think Pearl is a, she's a great villain. She's a, I think, an awesome villain because she's mm-hmm. not at all what you expect but still super dangerous. She uses a lot of different weapons to kill people. She's got a little variety going on. Oh, yeah, she does. Um, so she's she, exciting. She's not lazy. No, she likes to switch it up. I mean, clearly she's she's freaky. So She, she likes, is a freak. She switches it up. Even at fucking, how old is she, 90? <laughs> yeah. She, she, looks, she still got, she got it on. She was like, yeah, she, a little doing the little dance for him. Yeah. Oh yeah. You want this, Harold? No, my heart. You know about my heart, Pearl. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of mm-hmm. doing it, how about the ride? Whoa! <laughs> overall, so funny. Overall, what do we think of the ride of the smoothie? Um, I think it's rideable. It's plowable. It is plowable. Um, yeah, I. I mean, I. I. It was well acted. I liked the pace of the film, um, and the color of it looked awesome. The setting looked awesome. The kills were really great, um, and I. I mean, it's watchable. Yep. It's a watchable film, and Absolutely. I can see the the hype that it had. This is my first time watching it, mm-hmm. so it took me a while. Um, but everybody was just couldn't couldn't stop talking about this film. Yeah, yeah, it is a little different. I mean, it's this. It's what we love about horror movies, while it being a little films. a little mm-hmm. different. You know, yeah, and I. That's what I love the ride about it too. I wasn't really, I was never bored because we were getting all those like classic tropes that we we love about horror films, classic horror films, while also serving us servicing serving us up something new. I see one goddamn fucked up horror picture. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, wow, yeah. Let's get to these uh, smash pumpkins. Smash, smash, smash. Okay, I'm I'm gonna smash first. Smash it up. Smash it up, plow it up. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four point three. Four point three. Yeah. Um, 
I think overall, I just really enjoyed every aspect of the film. Um, I wish there was less sex. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I just didn't like the musical number right there, smacked in the middle. Um, uh, if I was somebody in the writer's room or somebody that was like producing it, I would heavily discuss this section of the film being like, is this necessary? I would rather have another sex scene than this musical piece. I don't need it. I don't want it. I will not produce this section of the film. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's all I had to say about. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That is the end of it. Yeah, yeah, and well acted. Yes. There are people that I've seen throughout, you know, uh, currently seeing more of Jenna Ortega. Um, I've seen Britney Snow and other things um, growing up. John Tucker so. must die. Right? Oh, um, no, it was actually The Pacifier. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even younger than that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> With Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Well, she's in both of our nostalgic minds in some way. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with you in everything that you said about X. I don't know about the past part. Uh, it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, aside from that, like one bit that you already talked about, um, I really did enjoy this movie a lot. And that section... I can see that he was really trying to play with something, you know, mm -hmm. he was really going for it. And I think I saw that he was credited as being one of the editors. I think there's two editors and I think Ty West was one of them. So he was like clearly in the editing room mm -hmm. and like really, man, he put a lot wanted to get in this. there, you know, like he was, it was very much through and through a, his film. It seemed like, and I'm, happy that he did exactly what he wanted because I think that's so important when you're making art is to not service anyone else except yourself. So even in that scene that maybe didn't land for us, he felt that that was part of his art and I can appreciate that. So um, yeah. I'm going to give it a 4.5 nice. out of 5. <laughs> I, oh, I want us to really pull Pearl out of the bucket because <gasps> I need to discuss Pearl with you. Well, I need let's get to. to. Get, that, get that bucket over here. We got to pull <sighs> something out. Maybe we'll do it right now. Let's. let's if I, you do, I'm walking out. That would be the scariest thing. That would be really fucking crazy. All right, I have one right here. No, it's not Pearl. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. 100%. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say. Oh, my God. Shut up. Oh, my God. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even look yet. <laughs> so I don't, it might be still. No. Here we go. Shut up. <laughs> a, a ventriloquist is at the mercy of his vicious dummy while he tries to renew a romance with his high school sweetheart. Goosebumps. <laughs> this movie is Magic from 1978. 78. Yeah, you Whoa. know who's in this movie. Anthony Hopkins, our good friend, Hannibal Lecter. Ooh. Scary. Scary. Magic. Magic. Ooh. Wow, puppets. I'm excited. Yeah, we got some puppets going Vicious on. Vicious dummy. I don't think we've had. We have not. Have we had any killer toys? No, not yet. No killer toys no yet. No Chucky yet. No Chucky. We did 
Child's Play on the 31 Days. Uh, that's true. I wasn't there for that one. No, you weren't. But, all right, Killer Toys. Nice. Let's get into it. Cool. All right. Let's get out of this episode, huh? Okay. All right. All right. Well, y'all know where to find me. X. At Color Me Leslie. And me at Beep Beep Richie T. Uh, pew, and pew. us at the Deadlights Pod. Deadlights Podcast. Please check out Playground Social, which is the studio that we're recording this at. Yeah. But until next time, let's, let's get, get spooky. spooky. Yeah! No, I'm just kidding. X, 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 X